Okay, we are back for another Talk Moto podcast with arguably the busiest man in British motocross at this time of year, Matt Bates. Uh, as you can see, AX promoter. Before we get talking to Matt in his, in his playground, his garden. <laughs> My room. <laughs> your room. Uh, big shout out to the guys at Talon, uh, again, for just getting behind what we do. Thanks, Wobs. Again, you've been hitting them up. I We've have, got some yeah. bike builds got on the go. Got some bike builds on the go. We've got a bit coming to Telford next couple of weeks. They've been helping us out with those, as they always do. Good as gold. Best stuff. Why wouldn't you use it? My wheels are square after Fox Hill, so I'm figuring I might need. You can probably... We can, I know a man who can sort them out. I want to buy them. I don't want any favours. <laughs> nothing for nothing, kid. Yeah, yeah, too right. We but will me, get on to I that. I bought tickets for this yesterday for my family because <laughs> I don't want to owe him a hundred fucking pounds. <laughs> And that's Just like I pay my entry. I Fox got no Hills. problem with that, mate. Absolutely. Pay your way. Hold on, hold Took on. Took me a lot Before of years to figure that Fox, out. You said you were never going to do it again. Now you're I thinking know. about doing it. I know, I am. You need to do I it, am. kid. Oh, don't. Once a year, that's all we ask. It's not I a know. lot. Of, not a big ask, is it? It's once a year, but it, it's like pain for four months afterwards. Oh, I know. But I was with Tom Fuller last weekend, and he was—he's already looking forward to it. He's yeah, like, it's a quality weekend. Yeah. Before we get onto that, if, if you're wondering if Matt looks a little bit uncomfortable, it's not because he's doing a podcast. It's um, previous injuries, basically. Yeah. So uh, I'll that. let you explain. Yeah. So you've I, got. Yeah. A, I've got a bit of a frozen neck and shoulder. <laughs> so you've just got to stare at Wobbs the entire yeah, podcast. Yeah. You've seen enough thing, anyway. Not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. It's looking good. A frozen shoulder <laughs> yeah. through just years of abuse, basically. Yeah. I, it's, it's odd because my, sh- my damaged shoulder is my right one, which I've had a lot of operations on, which then. It, it, your trapezius shortens and then you can't turn can't years of self-abuse I'm starting to think I think yeah, it's yeah. my he even knows yeah. the proper terms and everything. Yeah. tell how many times well, how many times you've been room. in a doctor's surgery you get to know these things don't yeah. you yeah anyway I just wasn't a good enough motocross rider that was the problem Oh, you, look, don't do yourself an injustice. Yeah. Let me and Wobbs put you down. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it to <laughs> you. That's up for us to kick the guest down. Um, talking of which, then let's go. Let's go right back to start. So, how did this all? The, Can we go we back before you get there? We need to apologise to Matt because we've already done this once. Actually, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, and he dragged him all the way down to our studio, and uh, somehow Danny fucked up the sound. <laughs> Yes, Danny. Your fault. That's not got, actually true. It got corrupted. Eight hours it took me to get home. <laughs> So this is, <laughs> this is take two, and I'm hoping we can remember what we talked about because it was mega, the first yeah. one. And now Matt's got his head turned, if he can turn his old yeah, body, maybe. I've got it. Not only that, he's like, going to hit us up with two invoices now as well, Bob. So he is. Well, mind you, we've travelled out to this one anyway. Exactly, right? yeah. So, we'll, so we can... Uh, so, anyway. Yeah, here sorry. you are. Thank you. Doing what you do uh, in Arena Cross. But there's obviously, that's where we're currently at, but there's a start point to all this. And that's, yeah. that's how the hell did Matt Bates get start riding a bike? How did this whole journey happen? God, well, I almost want to start every conversation. So, like I said yeah. a couple of months ago, but I'm going to say that. Try that. to remember yeah. everything you said. So, I went to Scott. I was one of the, um, I was one of the few riders that actually came from London, and um, so I grew up in a place called Teddington, and went to went to school, and a mate from school had a bike, and I mithered my dad, you know, that I wanted to go. And, um, so your dad and wasn't that. into it. Your dad didn't come. He, no, wasn't. he liked bikes. He had road bikes and stuff, but never not into off road. And then, and then, uh, he ended up letting me have a go on my friend's bike in his garden. And then, then, and then he bought me that bike. And then, literally, forty eight hours later, I remember again. I can't now remember if I told you this one, but forty eight hours later, my I remember my mum picking me up from school. I was only like nine, eight or nine, and she went. Your dad just bought a load of motocross bikes. I was like, what? 
She went, yeah, she's bought, he's bought himself one, he's bought me one, as in my mum, my sister, <laughs> and me, and a trailer. So we were like a bunch of pikies. They Never. were off down Hounslow Heath, which is Heathrow Airport, effectively. Yeah. Um, the ground, they'd land off of there, which is where all my family were from. Um, yeah, and then, then we all went out riding. That's crazy. That I've never heard of that. Like you, you yeah, just, yeah. like you said, you just don't hear of many now, motocross riders inside the M25. It's, no, just, no, no. it's like not many people. Well, would. I think that there's no. a shortage of land for a start. Yeah, and and yeah, there was one little motocross club. In fact, there's two. There's Bedfont Lake. It was called, I think. Anyway, but yeah, there, there, there was one little motocross club, and that was, um, and that's it, awesome. And the story of how. I then got racing was because the first day I ever rode on Hounslow Heath. I am. I'm looking at you still. No, no, you remember no, this story, no, yeah. right? That um, I was riding round, and this lad who was probably 15, 16 at the time, maybe a bit older, was what we thought was a really good rider. Was riding round, and he stopped and spoke to my dad, and he was like, "Oh, you know, your son should start racing." My mum and dad run a club in London, in Hanworth which is again where we lived. It's like, can you imagine having those conversations now? Like, finding a club, and not only that, it was on your doorstep, and it was in London, and it was just a beginner's kind of thing, yeah. how you just get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, that, that guy popped up in my life many years later when I started doing Grand Prix, and, um, and he is now, I then worked for Kawasaki, I ran Team Green, ran all that stuff, and then this guy popped up again. I'm like, That's, I know this guy. So we got talking and he was like, yeah, do you, do you remember me? I was the, the first day you ever rode a bike. Never. And, um, and anyway, he is now the managing director of Kawasaki UK or Europe. Really? And, uh, and he's, he's um, Howard Dale. Howard. And um, that's mate, most that's crazy. Howard. And that's the that first day I ever rode a bike, I met Howard. And if it wasn't for Howard, None networking from happened. the very start yeah, from the day one. So on the day one networking yeah, yeah. that is crazy that's yeah. like meant to be stuff yeah, yeah. For, for you to end up yeah. there working so when I see him now we bump into each other every now and then it is kind of like we always laugh about yeah. it it's like yeah, you're the reason yeah that is that is absolutely yeah, yeah. bonkers so, so rode for them worked for them and so Kawasaki's always been close to me yeah you know, it's really and it's the banners on the track I'm guessing no, yeah. they just paid for that. Oh, okay. So they <laughs> I like them, but not that not much. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but you need to know somebody there to get the money out yeah, of them, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. yeah, in case you haven't worked that out, um, obviously we're here at the uh, Resorts World Arena. Um, the you got to think round. then where you were, didn't you? you I did, because they come thick yeah. and fast, Wobs. Yeah. Honestly, it's a bit of a whirlwind. But again, we'll talk about that in a while. Yeah. So you started racing, pretty pretty successful youth career, yeah. I would I would have yeah. said. Yeah, it was all right. It was a bit well, wild. Definitely a player. A bit wild. Yeah, like I, like you know, I, I won. You were known uh, as a trier. Credit where credit is due. You were yeah, known yeah. as a trier. Oh, that's, yeah. that's beautifully that's put. That's so I'm diplomatically insulted. put. Well, I, I did alright. I, I, yeah, ended up winning quite a bit and did. did did alright. You know, and, and but it's different. I think now where if you if you get to a decent level at a youth. As a, as a youth rider and you're supported by a team, maybe not so much now in our country because you know, times are tough, you would be kind of nurtured through then into like an adult professional career if you're going to do it. But when I finished, I finished, with I finished my youth career with Kawasaki with Team Green, which was the thing to 
Yeah, you know, if you rode with Team time. Green, you know, you made it. That yeah. was the thing, and I won everything in that year as well, and then literally dumped. Right, you've turned adult now. Don't want you on your way. Yeah, and it's like, and the only guy that ever get got pulled through that Kawasaki thing was Paul Mailing. Yeah, and um, and uh, and yeah, and then that was it. So I kind of had to start again. So yeah, that was my youth career. I I kind of enjoyed it though. Family, isn't it? It's about being away with your mum and dad and. Family. Well, that's, that's an integral part of it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's why we do what we do. And it, it, people lose sight of that, don't they, still? Don't you think? You know, you see it yeah. running these events yeah. and the pressures and, and stuff like that, that, that parents maybe... Yeah. I mean, this a is a hard. pretty family-friendly event, though. I mean, you have a lot yeah, on there, yeah. like, my two teenage daughters love it. Yeah. And they don't love it for the racing. They yeah. love it for all the razzmatazz and all the yeah. cheering and, and all the T-shirt throwing and all that. You other. can't lose track of what you try, you know, what, what motocross is. No. You know, and I, and I often think that that gets forgotten you know it's a family thing it's about you know my sister and her son her husband they go away most weekends and they race as a club rider and yeah. they enjoy it they have great friends and i'm actually half jealous of that i'm like yeah. ah, you know you're going through that again and and but i do think that some parents perhaps you know there's a lot of pressure they put on their kids to do well and and in fact but hasn't that always been the way of course it has, but you know what? Is There's it any worse now than it was? have had the pressure that made it. No. Like, my, my dad put pressure on me once, and my mum jumped on him so far she couldn't believe. And it was like, never did I, It was like hardly ever pressure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you had a shit weekend, you didn't get McDonald's on the way home. But it was, you but know... That was always the way, though. There was always yeah. some people getting screamed and shouted at, which I never yeah. understood, but they... I understand That's the family put a lot into stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the kid don't perform, but... Jesus, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta remember why you're there. Yeah, I I go racing with my son now. He doesn't race a lot. He's 15. Nice little rider. I enjoy watching him ride. Don't care where he comes. And I watch and I just think, how can you ever get that feeling of wanting to shout at your kid because he's not going fast enough, effectively? Because you're too busy shouting at me and Matt. Yeah, exactly. I'll save So that. you save it all up for when we're out there exactly. doing the show. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've seen some horrendous displays. No worse than in the States. You go to Loretta Lynn's, there's some of them there. Oh, you're like, yeah. I bet that is something You else need to be in the electric class in Arena Cross. Yeah. So some of the, um, some of the parents, because obviously there's no noise. No. So, so last weekend in, um, in, like in Belfast, it was like, holy, holy yeah. shit, you need to listen to some of these parents. Oh. I, get, I get it. You know, they're getting into it. I know. And they want so the kids to make the most Aberdeen, of the opportunity. I get that. You know what I mean? We had to that turn made... the music up. We were like, I said to Henry, our DJ, Henry, you need to put a bit of music on because I don't want the audience hearing what they're saying. No. I suppose that's going to be a thing we have to deal with. The more electric comes in. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to replace the noise. I know everybody loves the noise, but... Yeah. The locals pressure. don't. So the pressure then of being a parent and, you know, obviously the kids and everything. Yeah. So when you turned pro, how did you, how did you cope with the pressure as a rider at that time? Because, you know, you, um, you're pretty much straight into... Yeah, I mean, with then team we had the, fastest, we had the um, top, 40. top 40. But with Team Green, you GPs. must have had pressure because there was pressure coming with that job, whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Alec, Alec and them put, you know, you were expected to perform. Yeah, I could completely, and, but luckily I did in those couple of years, and, yeah. and so I didn't feel any pressure. But there was I mean, people who, come and, who came and went who didn't perform, they weren't yeah, there long. Yeah, they were gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I never felt that. I, I felt it when I what we were classed as turning pro, you know, what, what does that really mean? Are we really yeah, yeah. living from it, you know? But going then away from youth racing, then that, that was hard, you know? And I, and, and I didn't have anything. And my dad, you know, I think my dad was having quite tough times at work as well. 
and it was like, look, if you want to make it as a rider, you, you're on your own. Yeah, so he didn't maybe stop coming out to some of the After events. After your mum yelled at him. Is this yeah. Yeah. He's still got the arse because your mum yelled at him. Yeah, yeah, that was it. When I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I just, it was kind of like, you're on your own. And I got lucky because I got a great mechanic friend who, you know, was, you know, a great guy, you know, and, and, and totally you know, you spend time, you want to look at what your future is. You look at the people you're with now. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a great guy to be around. And then Who that was helped that? me. A guy called Martin Stevens. Right. Very clever guy. Um, and um, yeah, so we rode for KTM and then rode for Yamaha. And I oh, rode KTM, then back to Kawasaki and then rode for Yamaha. And uh, did all right. It's Yamaha, I really remember you riding as an adult. Yeah. I remember yeah. schoolboy was Team Green. Yeah, and Suzuki you rode as well, didn't you? No, no. There you go. Can you clip that, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Yamaha. Yeah, the Yamaha days on the with, big WR. I thought you rode with Eastie on Suzuki. No, rode a Kajiva. Who was that? Kajiva. No, he Kajiva. ran the Suzuki team, which I. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't I wrong. Did have an involvement. There is a Suzuki yeah, yeah. involvement there somewhere. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so did that retribution. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, so KTM was. Through a guy called Gordon Jones. Yeah, local to me. He was just the loveliest man in Mocos. Yeah, good as gold. Like, and then because of that, you know, I was 16 and out in the big wild world, couldn't even drive. No. And then, then I was, I've got to do this all on my own. And, and, then, um, and then the person that Gordon put me with to help me through was a guy called Russ Jarman. <laughs> that's a partnership, like, isn't it? That's a, that's a partnership. <laughs> He was just brilliant. Destined he, for oh, fun yeah. times and mild yeah. disaster, surely. He's, Russ is and, a legend. He's a legend, and he's a, he was the funniest man and still is the funniest man you'll ever meet. Uh, apart from his dad. His dad was funnier than yeah. him. Yeah. They were dirt just man, they used to call man. his dad. Yeah, yeah. The funniest family in the world. And then, I remember I bought a pressure washer off him, and it was on Crime Watch on the Tuesday. <laughs> That's not a surprise. <laughs> so they, they were... They were brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Russ was amazing. Gordon Jones Good was amazing. Gold. Lovely. People. All of them were great. And because of Russ, then, then our little group was him, Greg Hansen, um, and Dave Thorpe was, you know, in and amongst that thing in that yeah. Camberley, Surrey area, which is where I was living then. Yeah. So I didn't, without recognising it, I just luckily ended up around the right people and yeah. the right riders that put their arm around me a little bit in fairness. Russ did that. Greg did that. And and that therefore the pressure got a bit released. Yeah. And um and Greg's a good egg, isn't he? Yeah, amazing Blake. Greg's a good egg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really is. And you uh, you you had a good GP career, but you know No shit. Okay, well that's qualified got, or not. <laughs> well that's the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and but at least you got your thousand yeah, you, yeah. you got your thousand Swiss then. francs then yeah. anyway. And that's it. I don't think people would realise that. Like so if any youngsters listening, like we used to go to a Grand Prix where you'd have two groups of 40 riders, yeah. didn't you? And the top 10, had, the top 10 in the championship had already qualified to race in the Grand Prix. Mm. So only 15 from each of those groups would qualify yeah. to race the Grand Prix. Yeah. It was do or die. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and, chaos, man. And, and, I, and I, luckily I did. I was good at qualifying, so I never didn't qualify. You could switch it on for a lap or two. Yeah, I was hanging off it. And the only time I wasn't going to qualify was in, and I'll never forget this day in, in Italy, can't remember the track, and there was no way was I was going to qualify. I was like, every lap I put in, it's like, ah, fuck, this is it, bollocks. Like, yeah, nothing happening? worse, trying your nuts off. And so I thought, right, numbers ain't coming. Go and, go and watch a few people, and then I'll watch Phantom, right, cut the track, 
I'm like, yes, I'm having some of that. And did that. I got involved with a bit of that a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you work but out, then, hang on a minute, they're all doing it. Yeah, yeah. And all the Italians were cheating. So I managed to qualify and I'll never forget, I walked back to the pits and Alec Wright, I bumped into him and he went, see what you did there, kid. He went, good on you. Good. That good on you. He was you got to do what so you got to do. Because a lot of the times you'd yeah, perform yeah, all right at the race. It's yeah. survival. You need that right. thousand French, Swiss yeah, yeah. francs. Yeah. Just to any Italian fans out there might be watching, other countries do cheat no, no, as well. No, no, I was involved with an English Grand <laughs> Prix All the Italians were cheating. It. It they were cheating at their home race. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, I mean, back in the day with the Belgians and stuff, they used to, when the riders were, oh, the fans were marking back. the track, they yeah, used to move the fence, the fence back, back didn't yeah. they? I had it in Finland, and I'm not going to say which rider, but we'd clocked yeah. the lap time from coming over the finish line. Mechanics area was after. Yeah. So they'd pull in the mechanics area like there was a problem, go back to the van, rejoin the track, halfway round, come round to his brother who was stood two corners from the end looking at the stopwatch, send him round to do the last two corners, qualify, thank you very much. Because you so, needed the money. You so needed the art of it, back in the day. So you know I did that at Fox Hills at your race. Did you? Good for you. So, so <laughs> the confession, I, this I is came, brilliant. I came out, so in qualifying, I stupidly, like, I've only got about one lap in me at best. Yeah. <laughs> so I came out and did one lap that I was so impressed with, my first lap. Then... I stopped and looked and looked at the timing. And of course, the first lap wasn't counted, was it? No. I said, like, oh shit, I've got to do another one. So I rode round, waited at the top, got a pint wheeler, went past the finishing round, and then thought, hang on a minute, I'm 50, I've got plenty of like, experience here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I stopped at the bottom, I cruised round and back up. Followed wheeler round again. And then, then I got the fastest lap by a minute and 10 seconds. <laughs> Did you know? And I thought... That's impressive. I thought, well, they're not going to... Obviously, they're going to shunt me back. So it didn't matter. I turned up at the pit box and good, good old Terry went, I'm not looking at the times. He said, you're just down as number one. Good enough for me. So Happy days. There you go. <laughs> and Please then, don't do this, that this, this year. Was this this year or the previous... The, no, the, this sorry, year. Oh, well, the last, the year, last year. 23. And then it went... Yeah, and that, sorry, yeah. And then it went all alarmingly yeah, yeah. wrong. Yeah. Which probably didn't help the neck injury even more. No. But just, just, just... If you can. Why'd you ride a 500? Just ride some... Because I've got one. It's like, it's... And oddly, I like it, which is really weird to admit. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't like you. It keeps no, spitting know. you off of it. I know. Maybe I need to... Because you can go... Mate, can you pull some strings and get these fucking diggers to stop working for yeah. <laughs> No, I need them to finish it. <laughs> um, I don't know why I ride a 500 Kawasaki, other than the fact if that... If you enjoy riding it, it's a, it's a lazy bike. You haven't you got to be ride, up and down the gearbox. You can go quite quickly without doing too much. Yeah, you leave it in third gear most yeah, of the time. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, without yeah. doing too much, but that's the um, trouble. Yeah. It's like a 450 you ended down, up, isn't it? Yeah. You're not wheeling down a hill. Yeah. I really did. I broke my foot. Broke your foot. Then you was at Pissed the, the AX Festival in a... In yeah. a yeah. Put in a boot. And I know, I stuff. know. And it's Vowing like, never to do it again, yet we started this podcast saying that you're going to be back in 24. You want some wheels building. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. It's a racer. It's a racer, kid. You can't, well, you can't yeah, get the racer out of it. Yeah, we if need to have it. that conversation. We've already discussed yeah. Jeffrey coming yes. back to the start gate. Why don't you ride my bike? Between, so what I have to do is then maybe come yeah. back and then do the live stream commentary, then jump out, you know. Yeah. I'm kind of used to it now, though. Obviously, running around. <laughs> I was going to say, like we like we do yeah. we do here. So, why did Matt Bates park it up? Because um, let's talk about, like, for example, riders like Carmichael Villapoto. They they yeah. retire in like before they've even hit thirty. You you actually retired relatively <laughs> early on. But I'm guessing yeah, yeah. it wasn't because you had enough money in the bank <laughs> to go call it a day. Yeah, funny am I, that. Yeah, am I, I didn't have a that? goat farm to sell. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I am. Um, 
I kind of, I did, I hurt myself and I, and I, I hit my head hard and it was at Fox Hills <laughs> and funnily enough, funnily enough, funnily enough, I've only just realised yeah. that, <laughs> right, so I was, there was always New Year's Day, big international race, yeah. then Cullum, so the, there was an international race there and then it went to Fox Hills and, and I, I'd worked so hard during the winter and then I was, I was doing what I thought was doing it right. And I went to Hawkstone Park and didn't have a great first race, won the second one. What went, year was this? Went to Cullum. 1990-ish? Uh, 92. I got that wrong the first time. 92, there yeah. And went to Cullum and won that. Went to Fox Hills. And I felt so good. You know when you're like, right, this is it. I'm, you're I'm having right. it. I'm, I'm all right. Fucking and then that was it. it. The lights went out. As so I don't ever remember being at the race. Really? I still never remember being at the race. So I had quite a big, big one. I hit my head really, really hard. I came back way too soon. And I, and I wouldn't admit it to anyone. And I know we've had this conversation and I know that's the first time I've ever admitted it properly, but I scared myself. And, and for a good year, I lined up on every single start, absolutely shitting myself i did not want to be out there it's still quite a confession even the second time around yeah. I know you're going to oh, talk no, about it and it, now it makes the hairs on my neck stand up because i remember that feeling of i do not want to be here and and I, fear and, fear is a terrible yeah, terrible yeah. Thing. at the end of the yeah. day you're not going to perform if you're scared no. you know what i mean and yet because i didn't admit it i was too young you know i was 21 and didn't want to admit it didn't want to tell anybody because you know, you're too young to deal with it and you don't want to deal with defeat and what could anyone do? But now as we're, we're in a different world now, I would have been able to get help. Yes. And I could have told Roger Harvey and Roger yeah. would have gone, probably Snap out of it, you sort yourself <laughs> out. Exactly. No, 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 it's a fact. That's exactly what he would have said. In fact, I'm, he's here one. tomorrow night. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> right. And he would have done. He was a hardcore fucking motocross rider yeah. who was my manager. I liked very, very much. And I can't not like Raj, can you? Yeah, no, he's can't a mega not guy. Like him. And and I felt like I was letting him down. Yeah. You know, here's this guy who's like, you know, taking a punt on me and I and then and I was done in, you know. So then you know, at the end of that year, I couldn't really get a ride. But I was grateful of it. And it's yeah, genuinely yeah, I was, were. I was it, like, it was like an, a route out without yeah. you out from that to Totally. You and had I, like a a legitimate excuse to sort of bad, well, I can't get yeah. a ride. Yeah, completely that. It was like, but I couldn't. And no, but that by the by, but yeah, yeah. It, was it, was, it was legitimate. And then, and then I phoned up Kawasaki because I always had my go-to, pick up the phone to Alec and Alec will help me. And I'm like, I don't want him to help me, but I'm going to phone him oddly. And I phoned him and he went, um, speak to Colin, Colin Wright. Spoke to Colin. Colin went, what do you want to do? And I could be honest with him. I was like, I don't want to race but I need a job. So he gave me a job fixing um, road bikes from the, so recall bikes are in the factory. I'd unbox them and, you know, fit icing kits to them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, something technical. And then I did that for a couple of months and I think Alec was so impressed that I'd actually done that. I showed up to work every day. Yeah, and I went to work every day, simple as that. He then came and found me and he went, right, I'm going to, our Grand Prix team's going to Yander Group in, in Holland. I'm retiring. Um, I need someone to work for me for a year. 
running Team Green and doing training schools and all that. Are you up for it? And I'll pay you this. And I was like, holy shit. I've never been paid that much to yeah. ride a bike. And my fear disappeared overnight because there was no pressure. And then I was, I inherited Stephen Sword, Billy McKenzie, and all of those kids. Princey, Neil Prince? No, Neil Prince no, was came later. Um, a few others. Ricky, Ricky Prince? Greg Mills. Greg, yeah. Remember Greg Mills? Yeah, I do. He's a Radio um, 1 DJ, isn't he? <laughs> not that same one. Oh, okay. Which is like the, well, that. I don't think <laughs> it is. Be, yeah. Um, Never seen yeah, them, Facebook Radio, etc. A few of them. And um, so that was it. And that's where the Team Greens thing started. Yeah. And, um, and um, worked for them for five years doing that and loved it. Did Team Green and so doing that, like, give you the, obviously the skill set, I suppose, to, to now lead into what you did uh, uh, like after that? Because you, you, yeah. you did Team Green, but then uh, you then, what was that, five years you said you did that? Work? Yeah, I started as running training schools and then in that five years I then was running all the I was running the youth racing then the adult racing then everything team green dealerships um, you know customer service absolutely everything in team green and I guess I was I was like this one-man band juggling everything yeah which kind of has set me up because I do exactly the same now. Yeah, the skill set. Yeah. You have to learn like yeah, the, corporate, the corporate side of yeah, it, yeah, how yeah. marketing works. Yeah, totally. And it was all about selling bikes. And, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it was quite, it was quite impressive. Got a bit of a sound <laughs> is that going to be a problem? Let's, look at the power. The power, look at the power that you exceed. Yeah, look at that. And as if like magic... When he says jump, they say how high. Yeah. I can't jump very high, so I don't ask that. <laughs> My knee won't let me jump anything. So, so the Kawasaki thing, we were at the Kawasaki, so you did that yeah. for five years. Then how did, how did that come an end, to an end? You just fancied a change because you ended up then, if I've yeah. got this right, moving to doing stuff with Suzuki, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So I was with Kawasaki for those years. And it was in 97. I ran the first, I kind of worked out that, you know, there's a lot of riders riding Kawasaki and then I rented Fox Hills. I don't even know. I, I, I picked up the phone to John Haller and got Fox Hills for a day and did a Team Green track day because I'd watched them do it in road racing. I was like, right, I'll have some of that. Let's yeah. do it for all the dirt bike riders. And um, so we got like, I think two or 300 riders at least turned up. And I remember being there with just one other guy running it thinking, holy shit, I think I've bitten off too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we know that feeling. Um, but we did this great day. It was brilliant. And that was where, that was the, the switch for me where I went, I want to run events. It, literally, you it came up, what, on the day or the you day. drove home? And no, it was on the day. I was like, I was, I was buzzing from what we'd done. And that was, that was August 97, I think. And then, and then only a month or two after, Suzuki had approached me and said, look, we want to do a similar thing to Team Green. And, and things had changed a lot at Kawasaki, which, which they were so not interested in motocross or off-road. You know, it was, you know, I was like, right, I'm done, you know, and tried to get them to let me change things a bit, but they weren't interested. So, so I then went and set up my own business with Suzuki um, and, and kind of grew from them within, within, two years 
I'd run my first Supercross. Yeah. yeah. And doing the Suzuki thing. Was yeah. it Planet, Planet Planet Promotions? That's right, yeah. 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 So you went to Suzuki and started 98? No? Yep. Yeah, yeah that would have been a right. 98? It must have been, because yeah, you had a year doing it before That's right. we yeah. then, or yeah. the whole conversation with Animal, and yeah. it became Animal yeah, Suzuki, yeah. and that's when you got me and James to ride. Yeah. And simultaneously, wow, that's a, that's a lot to do, and it like taking yeah. on Suzuki and the Supercrosses. Why, yeah. why, why, it's, I think it's an obvious question, but I'm still going to answer it, ask it. Why Supercross? Because, just because nobody else was yeah. doing it? Or, yeah, or you I, saw the value straight where away? Where was the first one? I had a few at Matchams. West Point Arena. West Point oh, Arena. Yeah. That was a quality night, that was. When Boris Amazing. won. Boris won, <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Didn't we know it? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he did no, make the most of that, and credit to him. Oh, yeah, he made play. the most so, of that. That was a good night. I enjoyed that. Yeah, Exeter was great. So that came from, you know, I was quite close to Mike Church. Tom Church rode for Kawasaki, and, or we supported their team yeah. with Hark and Tom Church. And um, Mike said to me, oh, look, they did a, did a Supercross in Exeter last year. Kind of needed some help to put it together. Are you up for having a go? It's like, yes, I'm straight in. Yeah. And um, so I then ran it and 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 I, I just knew this was exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I literally picked it up and ran with it. And I never and I, I never ever looked to Mike or anyone to bankroll it or anything. I was like, right, I'm going with this and I'm gonna go to the NEC, I'm gonna go to London. That was and a vision somehow. even even then, yeah, before yeah. you'd even done the first yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, it's like, I'm doing It's not this. like, let's do the first one, see where we go. You yeah. straight so away. So what year was yeah. that first one? My first one was 99. 99, yeah. I was going to say. I remember it well. I was in yeah. it. Didn't Herring Jeff race? It. it just went yeah, down yeah, in the woods. Yeah, Robbie did. Yeah. 65 class was Jake Nichols was first. Tommy Searle was second. I can remember no, that now with those kids. God, no, you're making me feel so ridiculously old. Yeah, yeah. Still riding. Yeah, it's great. And that, like... Yeah, it's nice to have those memories and you look at who's there and yeah. who's yeah, now. Yeah, and, yeah. and so, yeah, that was, um, that was what I did and then kind of picked up and ran with it. I got lucky, got introduced to Red Bull and Red Bull then straight away got behind it. Um, and That's not a normal sense. I just casually got introduced to Red yeah. Bull. I mean, no, it was a bit more than that. Like, it was... They, Again, is that for a connection of somebody that you, you, you knew or did to, you go beat I've been their speaking to Red Bull and that, they're not interested in our job. No. So you say vets, they're out. No, they're done. They don't yeah, care. They Wrong demographic. Animals and old people. They don't they're not know. interested now. <laughs> well, technically both. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, you definitely don't fit in yeah. that category. No, we are not in yeah, the yeah. Uh, demographic. Um, no, the Red Bull thing, uh, oddly, so the person that's been working me forever with sponsorship, who will be here tomorrow night, is still one of my best mates. And... Um, so he arranged that, got introduced to Red Bull, who were quite small at the time. There were two yeah. or three people in, in London. And I remember looking at this drink thinking, what is this shit? Like, what, are, really, are we going to do this? And the, He's got and off then, to a good start with the marketing spiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, What's this shit? God, blimey. <laughs> oh, God. I've Mind got, you, how much I've do got you drink? another story about energy drinks, but I'll save oh, that for when mate. we're not on here. It's like, how, do you, <laughs> um, how many do you drink? I me and my usual stuff. bluntness. But anyway, so... Um, <laughs> So yeah, that was Red Bull, and then I met um, a guy called Daniel Schwab, who was an uh, Austrian guy. Still I remember him. I remember him. Loveliest man ever, and he totally bought into what we did, and he backed me. For yeah, years. he was really cool. Amazing, he was so guy. positive all the time. Yeah, and and I just 
and then I worked more and more and more with Red Bull, you know, and, and, and that turned into, you know, Red Bull X fighters, Red Bull Pro Nationals motocross. That turned into us racing Tower Bridge and jumping Robbie Madison over it and just endless. I mean, that is some organisation, mind, isn't it? To yeah, deal with the IUAs and all that. Yeah, that was That's a lot of work. Unreal. That was, it makes arena cross look so easy. Well, that would have been sort of like, you don't close down any street in London without a load of aggro, no. but the bridge, that's like Port Authority, authority isn't it? It was. And then um, having like, as yeah, well, having like, them authority to let him jump over it. Because imagine the insurance. It was Tower insurances. Hamlets Council and London Borough Council, I think. Because, okay, so the council split once the bridge is raised. Okay. So, so now you've got Seriously? to deal with two councils straight. So is it one so council one, one side, council one council on the other side? One council the other. When the bridge is down, and you're jumping from one council to the other. Oh my God. So, <laughs> and then the, the Lord Mayor's office is at the foot of the bridge, or more or less. So I had to get permission from the Mayor's office to London Borough Councils. Um, in the fairness, Red Bull were amazing. They, they were still very involved in all of that. But then the logistics of doing it was just really really hard i can imagine it was just like because uh, like i remember talking to robbie about it and we, we were saying well well how are we going to do this let's build the thing in canada in california where their training ground was and we're going to remake the whole thing so out of scaffolding we rebuilt the whole thing raised the things on it and then that's bonkers because i've only just seen yeah. recently that they did this uh, the same thing when he did the Arc de Triumph thing in yeah, Vegas. Right. In exactly they the built same this, place. Yeah, yeah they did the whole well. actual that was um, that, all in scaffolding. Everything. That still is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he going up to one thing, but coming back down. Coming down. You know, he split all the webbing of his thumb when he came did down. Over jumped it. Yeah, split so off. much stuff. So you've done that. You did the X Fighters at Battersea Power Station. Yeah. Some major things. Yeah. yeah, and got involved with them with other events as well, like. Um, we did Calgary in Canada for X-Fighters. We helped them in Dubai. Um, helped them a bit with Rebel Air Race. Um, Empire of Dirt. Uh, yeah. Um, um, in London with uh, Kai Forte and Big BMX event. Mm. We did a few of those. So loads, loads. So you, like, I loads. mean that, you just said it makes Arena Cross seem yeah. easy. Obviously it's not. But in between that, starting Supercross, how did, how did you sort of get the, your hands on Supercross and such. I remember yeah. you telling me one time relationship with, with John, oh, John, John Hallam, who was yeah, doing yeah. Supercross in the UK at the time. The Sheffield guy. Yeah. The Sheffield. Canadian dude. Canadian, Sheffield, yeah. yeah. And it was here. Is and he did an all right job in fairness to him. Do you know, he, he did. And um, I've probably told this story a few times, but I'll say it again, that when you're young, you know, you, there's an air of arrogance around you if you believe in what you're doing. And I believed I could do a better job than John Hallam. Okay, that, and and that was that. Yeah. Right. Maybe I should have gone about it in a different way. So I had Supercross, and he was still doing one or two events at Sheffield with McGrath and so on. Yeah. So naturally, we just didn't like each other. And at that point, Clear Channel then bought Supercross off me. Who are the people that own Supercross now in America? Yeah. Failed. Yeah. Okay. So same people. I worked with those people, and um. And, uh, and I remember trying to work with John Hellam. I thought, no, never. Can't work with this guy. He's a clown. He doesn't know what he's doing. I hate what he does. Can't stand it. Anyway, fast forward a number of years, <laughs> having not done Supercross for a few years now, Feld had taken it. They didn't want to do anything with it in Europe. 
so it kind of petered out. 2012, I came to this arena where he did his last event. And, and I sat in the audience of about 1,800 people and I thought, this is dire. You know, this is just, this is, it, it's destroying. So yeah. I went and saw him in his office here and I was like, John, like, what have I got to do to make sure you never come back? Because <laughs> I want to do what I want to do and you're not getting younger and your son doesn't want to do it. Anyway, cutting a long story short, and if every listens to this, I just want to say one thing. Within five seconds of his response, I actually worked out that I really liked John Hellen. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, what he had done was absolutely brilliant. It just had maybe petered out. Mm. But, but now I've been through this journey in the last decade, God, you know, fair play to John Hellen, because equally, if it wasn't for John Hellen, I don't think we would have... You'd be doing class. this. No. no. He was always great to me, because he'd always get yeah. me up with like Mike Jones yeah. to do the freestyle stuff. Yeah, yeah. And some of them nights in Sheffield with Mike Jones, we will not be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, so, so John, you know, who, for most people think he was Canadian, he wasn't. He was from Sheffield. Um, Why do I think he's guy. Canadian then? Well, because he moved over there, didn't he? He, was from, he lived there for like 40 years. He's Canadian. It's good yeah, enough for he's, me. Yeah. He's as good as Canadian. <laughs> but he had this odd Canadian Sheffield twang. He did, yeah. But John Is it as weird as Dean, Dean no, Wilson's not accent? not as weird as Dean Wilson. No. <laughs> Fucking hell. Dino. I like Dean. I love him. Love yeah, the family. We're gonna get, we're gonna get Strange accent, though. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was that. So, then, and then, funnily enough, we're sat here 10 years yeah. later. Um, I then, obviously, when, when I said to John, you know, I had to, I bought the business off of him. Yeah. And, um, which, which consisted of not a lot, but a, a lorry full of foam blocks. Okay. That I was like, oh, they're going to be worthless. Then I priced them up. I was like, holy shit, that's what I've just bought the business for. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I'm like, this right. hasn't been such a bad thing. No. Um, uh, somewhere, yeah. somewhere in between all that, though, Pro Nationals, which totally yeah. shaped everything up for British motocross. Yeah. And I know you're still passionate about where we're at yeah. with motocross, but yeah. obviously that came along. Um, Red Bull had a yeah. huge influence. I don't, you know, I think, not putting words yeah. in your mouth, but you probably wouldn't be able to do that to the no, level that you them. did without. No, them. look, I'm an opportunist, and I went. I was in Brighton, having something to eat. Say no more. Right. <laughs> with, <laughs> Let's not go down that with, road, man. With Red Bull, and we were doing Red Bull X Fighters promotions. We were taking them all around the cities. Um, sat next to the marketing director that was telling me how much Red Bull X Fighters cost. It's like it's one event. You could spend a third of that. And I'll create a motocross series that goes through the, through the whole like, season. And, he, and literally, we agreed it there and then. There and then, like that. It was like that. It was like, but that, how much? But and, that, and came, that came with its own complications in the fact that you, you almost had to go and start a f your own federation. Well, I didn't have to. You didn't have to, yeah. but that's another <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. So did well, you go no. and pitch that to, to the ACU yeah. at that point? Yeah, and... Love them, you know, I work with them now here and I'm grateful that I do. But I went to them with the idea of, look, I want to, I just won the contract to run Western Beach Race. And then also, um, I had this idea of doing this pro nationals thing. And then also had an idea about the indoor stuff. And I was like, right, I can make this really work well together. And, uh, and I said, look, I really need you behind me to do this. And they'd laugh me out the door. 
You know, it's all, it was, it was, I, I, nowadays that wouldn't happen because the people that are there. But the people that were there did a lot of damage to our sport. And I said to them then, if you don't back me, I'm going to go and do my own thing. And then in 10 years time, you'll wish you'd done it because you will have, you will have destroyed it. And, and you won't see what's coming. And, uh, and look at us, we're 10 years down the line and, and things are tough. Now that's not all because of the ACU. No. Okay, let's just be clear about that. But I do believe we'd all be in a better place if we'd all worked together at the beginning. Yeah, I really do. And I know that now, but... Oh, there you go, hindsight. Done, isn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. You can't I mean, you've got to give credit, credit yeah. to yourself and Red Bull for having ideas and like, you know, like I went to the Straight Rhythm. That was a hell of an event. That yeah, was yeah. Mint. I mean, who came yeah. up with that? It was great. Eric Perrinard, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's a genius as well. Yeah, exactly. I worked with Eric for yeah. a year. He's a clever, yeah, clever, clever bloke. bloke. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, Eric did Bercy for those years, didn't he? Still yeah, does. for those that don't know Eric, Eric Perrinard is, you know, he started the Vegas Supercross. Yeah. You know, MGM Grand. MGM Grand. That then became the Monster Cup, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, and he's very much involved. Yeah, he's. Yeah, no, he's. Without him. Clever geezer. American Supercross, I don't think it'd be where it is. No, it's not. No, he's a, for you know, a French guy who were yeah, doing yeah. a few like off season weird yeah, races. Yeah, yeah. They were always the best things in the world, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Bercy was off the scale. Yeah, it was. You know, I'm not sure yeah. if it is now so much. I think I think Jeremy yeah. McGrath was probably responsible for the demise of Bercy because of the money they started getting paid. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't yeah. afford all the big names. They could right. only have one or two. And it you know, when I first went in 87 yeah and it was fucking who's who it was like but that's why i've always been the believer that if you're going to create that's what i've done with arena cross i haven't hung it on a rider no. this last year was probably the most i'd ever done that with tommy yeah but i had to and and it and it and it was a gamble but it's paid off yeah whereas up to then it's never been about one person no because let's face it if travis Prestrana didn't turn up at Nitro Circus, then why the fuck have I bought Nitro Circus tickets? Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you, so you, you, there is. you've got to just, is. Arena Cross is Arena Cross. Yeah. It's not about me. I mean, it's so much better now. It used to be like a French championship. Yeah. And yeah, now, you know, because that's where the skill was. Now yeah, there's yeah. a lot of skill over here. And these guys yeah, yeah. are good at this stuff. Yeah. And now we've, because of injuries and that happens, We've got to bring in some international riders and they're well, you've got to fill, the French. You've got to fill the start gates. Yeah, end of the day. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you've got to put a show on. But if Tommy and Conrad were racing here with these guys, they would take a race. No, they would, for sure, I, yeah. I yeah, I, I, the standard, bringing Tommy and Conrad in, because Arena Cross specialists, but Supercross yeah, yeah. and Arena Cross are slightly different I, things. I think and Harry like, and Conrad. Conrad, yeah. his speed's been incredible. Yeah. How quickly he's learned, you know, learning once he gets rolling yeah, yeah. in the year and a half that he's been, to, yeah. well, year really, that he's been. Be back for Wembley? I'd love to think he, I hope so. Yeah. You know, because it was such a freak, odd accident. We're saying about everybody saying about how dangerous it is. And it's, it, when the riders are all saying, no, it's, it, it was just one of those weekends where yeah, odd stuff yeah. happened. Uh, you know, Conrad was going at about 10 miles an hour and I rode know. over his own foot around a corner on Tommy a slowdown lap. Jump to jump you know. And, it's, it's unlucky, but you know, that's, that's the way it is. We just had a, it was unlucky losing Tommy at that first round. Yeah. And then we just had a nightmare in Belfast that you're right. None of the riders blamed us or the track. There were some things that we might have done differently, but 
we we just got unlucky, mm. which is. But you've still got a race series. You've still got yeah, plenty going on. Yeah. It's not like there's a bunch of also runs out no, there. No, there's a lot of good riders out there. You know, there's still plenty to yeah, see. Yeah, 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 that's that's the most. And this, the in, championship's yeah. down to one point at the moment. Yes, yeah, right. two rounds to go. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't Eight get double any, points in London. Is that it? They don't know about yet. Oh, well, there I'm you go. Throw <laughs> that in there. <laughs> I knew there's a gap after there. this weekend. That's going in. Exactly. Double, yeah. triple, super duper points. Yeah, you can't. So you might as well just show up at the last fucking race then. Adding points for artistic license. Absolutely. Artistic interpretation. It's like playing football in the park. Next goal wins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. You win this, you win it all. Fuck it. So, yeah. what do you think, you know, regards of where we're at in the whole sport in the UK? You're, I know you're very proud of Arena Cross, and so yeah. you should be. Like, yeah. ten, no, to get yeah, ten awesome. years. Yeah. What What do you think Arena Cross like actually does for the for the bigger picture, or what, or what yeah. you think it should be doing for the sport in the UK? Because yeah. when I say this, obviously I work for you, and I'm out there hosting the show, and people say, "Oh, you're just saying that because it's your job." I don't. I say it because I no, mean it. Honest, Arena Cross yeah. does more for motocross yeah. than actually motocross. No, I'm sure the amount of people no. who come to watch, there's yeah. less people who actually own a bike yeah, yeah. in the stands here than there is at Hawkston. Yeah, there definitely is. You know, so it's getting people in. Yeah, look, I, I am proud of it, um, and I'm very grateful of the team of people that I've, I've worked with, but I'm proud of that because I've put us all together, and, and it, we're transient, you know, we're not always the same team, but, but the core group is, and... But as for what it's done for motocross, I know it does a lot of good. And, and therefore, I get animated when I see what people say. Because I just think, you're so short-sighted. Because it is very clear that nobody wants to go to Cullum in March. Uh, other than if you're an Uber fan. And the Uber fans... They're going to go anyway. No, they're going to go anyway. You know, your race at Fox Hills is unique. Yeah. You know? You get more the thing is, it's your baby. Through. This is your baby. Yeah, yeah, Our right. race is my baby. And if somebody criticises it, straight away you're it's pissed personal. off. Yeah, it's personal yeah. because yeah. then you're like, well, do you put a fucking race on there? There's a calendar. Yeah. Pick a date and go and put a race on. That's yeah. what we did. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's why I say... <laughs> that's why you two should say on social media. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, and I'm not on social media. I've learned to stay away oh. from it. Because... And that, let me just back him up on it. And that is a good thing. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it is. I, I think it is. It winds me. Outspoken. And like, and, and look, and the only reason is like every step of my life and career has always been I've always rightly or wrongly I've believed in what I'm doing and I'm getting there yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. going there and and you might not I've always lived in this view that I will try so hard to get there that I'll get there and when I'm there you will all go oh he was right yeah yeah, yeah. you know that did work and and that's this journey now and, and going back to the point about does it help motocross, it helps biking, you know. So I know to, uh, tomorrow night there'll be six, 7,000 people in here and I, I bet you some will walk away from here Go and buy a bike. And go and buy a bike. Yeah, no, it's mega. Or be a fan. Yeah, and go and watch more races. You've got it. Because you've got to be a fan before you're a rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You've got to be and, into it. You don't just stumble across it. And well, that's, that's why I said it does more for motocross and actual motocross because yeah. you come and watch it and you go, oh, I want to do that or your yeah, kid yeah. wants to do it. But you, you don't then jump straight onto arena cross track. That means no, you go no, no, to no. your local dealer, yeah, yeah. you buy yeah. a bike or you go Completely. on it and you're buying all the kit and, whatever, and then you go to your local practice track, join yeah. your local motocross club to learn the skill set yeah. to get to this. Now, yeah. like American motocross, look at that. You know, I know they got all the land and the vastness and all that and when they did the Trans Am series, yeah. but really, would, would you even argue talking that about Ameri trans now? <laughs> Where's that conversation? <laughs> it's, he it's, it's the, 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 the Ruva. Yeah. 
but yeah. it went like American motocross really started to root and go yeah, places yeah. when they introduced yeah. Supercross in 72 yeah. because yeah, that's right. so many people are coming out of stadiums going right. this sport is cool where, where do I start but have you, have you seen the numbers of bikes they were selling yeah, in the yeah. 70s yeah I know it's, it's fucking insane, insane. yeah the but amount of bikes it, they were selling pro rata it's, it's the same here you know I left Kawasaki and the last year I was there we sold over 3,000 motocross bikes yeah and like you I don't think all of the manufacturers combined sell no, anywhere near I don't that think many. So. so, like, I mean, like I, Suzuki, I think it's like double digits, isn't it? Well, I, I would expect so. You I don't know? think. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's not very many. It's quite you know, a shame. But the, I hope that. Look, what, one thing that bothers me is the fact that our industry needs to wake up. Right. That's what I think. Whether I say this in the right way or wrong way, I don't care. I'm just going to say it. Well, here we right? go. There we go. The, hold uh, finger on the edit button, Danny. Get your finger on, on the edit button. He's I'm going now. We've, right. warmed, we've warmed him up now. He's Drum going roll. now. Let me no, get no. <laughs> I, I believe I'm qualified enough to say this and mean this in the best way possible because the outcome is we sell more bikes and products. Yeah. Okay, so that's what's got to be remembered about what I'm going to say. But the industry needs to wake up because here I am throughout the months of January, February, March, putting thousands of people, 30,000, 40,000 people in front of Aspen, right? Yeah. And where is the industry? Where are they? There should oh, no, be. we don't do it. We're, some of the brands and manufacturers and, and distributors, they're just going, no, I'm not interested in that. How can you be not oh, interested? Okay. So let me, let me put it another way. If I put that many, if I could give you a solution to put one, one hundredth of those number of people through your dealerships, that buy products or go onto your website to buy online, you would snap my arm off. Yeah. But instead, what, what are you doing? Like, what, why aren't you here? Even when I invite you, come along, come as a guest, you turn me down. What the fuck? No, like, it's tough. Honestly. I, mean, I know the numbers are down, the numbers are down, but can you turn it around? Is it gonna take electric to turn it around? It might be. Yeah. But, what, but is the, what, what do you see the future? What do you see the future? You know, because like, you've got ten people, years yeah, under yeah, your belt. Yeah. Where, yeah. where are we going? Where are yeah. you going with Arena Cross? Is it ten what? years and done? Have we got another ten years no, out of here? What, what's your? Oh, have God, you got a plan? Yeah, like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I want to take Arena Cross out of the UK. That's that's for definite. I want to keep some events here in the UK because it works really well. And, you did before. Did you have a race in Belgium or France? No, the Pro Nationals. I did. Yes. Okay. Um, so I want to take Arena Cross abroad, like I was planning to just before COVID, and we had a number of things arranged to, to go to the Middle East. We're fairly close to that stuff now. Yeah. And then, and then see where I want it to be. I want it to be an official FIM World Championship, and then, then I want the industry to look at it and go, just like I said before. Shit, he said he was going to do that. Yeah. And he, he, he's doing it. And yes, we're behind this now. And so, and if it goes electric, it goes electric. I'm not in control of what, this, what the industry does, you know. No. I think it's everything. I, I just give them the playground. Everybody's saying that the electric's going to be this and that. The only people it's going to affect is exhaust pipe manufacturers. Yeah. Everybody else yeah, yeah, is going to yeah. be having a great time with tires and plastics and grips and goggles. Yeah. All that stuff's still going to be buoyant, you know. Yeah, the more people true. buy them, yeah, yeah. the more people buy stuff, which is better for the whole industry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, look, it's good all round. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see electric as negative, hence the reason why Stark, I welcome them with open arms. There's like, why wouldn't I? No, like, I don't get it. It's like, why? You know? Like in cars, 
left field, Tesla. Yeah. Nobody heard of them five years ago. No, and right. now, with motocross, Stark. Why yeah, is yeah. not yeah, the, yeah. the bigger manufacturers? I know Honda have got one. Yeah. Where the fuck is everybody else? But they will, it will happen. So, so it will happen and it will take time. And I, if I had to stick my finger in the air and say, right, where do, what is the 2034 Arena Cross Series going to look like? It will be electric only. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's going to open up different avenues, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose yeah. looking at it this way, I'm thinking, you know, that we've all been to music festivals, Glastonbury, yeah, summer, yeah. summer, British summertime in Hyde yeah. Park. Yeah. I guess then yeah. all of a sudden you could go, well, let's bang an arena cross in yeah, the middle of right. that. And yeah, it's not going to be such an anything. issue, is it? No. no, no, exactly that. And look, there's, it will open so many doors and interest youngsters. It's it, the sport, the governing bodies have to work out to control it. Manufacturers have to deliver it. And like I said, I'll give them the piece of entertainment because if the, if the manufacturers and importers and distributors work out that the way to, to gain customers and consumers and brand lovers is via entertainment, yeah. then they'll click on and it'll- Otherwise, go. how else are they gonna get into it? That's right. You can keep hitting them with the same Facebook and Instagram message if you really want. But you know what, you've gotta got to get them out. You've got to, Bums on seats, kid. You got to get exactly. Yeah, you got to yeah. get the feel of the atmosphere, and that's yeah, yeah, really important. Right, we're going to wrap this up. I need well, we're going to have to because well, you've Matt's got, a busy man. You've got, got this a to do. I can't believe we've actually held him here this long, um, Sorry, because when you're in, when you're involved in this, you're normally radio in one hand, then phone on the other, <laughs> being being God, telling people to turn the music down, turn yeah, it up, doing whatever, lecturing me and Matt. He doesn't actually. Yeah, the man runs the show. It's he the does run the show, the but I would love. That's would, a big deal. I would love to put out the audio, our audio of yeah. the show one time though. Probably just in case you didn't know. So me and Matt Crow are out hosting the show. We're in comms with Matt the whole time, or he's in comms with us. Interesting little nuggets of information he puts in our in our <laughs> ear. Not always about the racing. <laughs> I'd like to point out. <laughs> I have to be careful because you don't repeat it, but Matt has this <laughs> habit of. If I, whatever I say to him, it comes straight out of his mouth. It's like this yeah. delayed. Thanks for that, Matt. You used to have it with, the, with, the, team radio, with the, the team radios yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Supercross, with the team radios on. They'd be like, have you seen Reed's Mrs. Tits? We're like, <laughs> nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Really? I just like no, to point nothing out. at all. Um, thanks for your time, Matt. No there you get back to work. Um, Sorry it took twice, stuff. kid. There you go. Cheers, mate. Sorry yeah, second time around. Um, and there you go. That's another Talk Moto podcast. We've got more of these coming on. Go on, Wobbs, what are you, what are you saying? No, just wishing you good luck, kid. It's, uh, Thank you. you. You must have big balls, because to rent this day... I rent a field in Swindon, and it, I yeah. shit myself. And for you to yeah. rent this and hopefully sell enough seats, good for you. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, and if anybody wants to criticise, tell them... I haven't gone grey like you yet. No, well, that's having daughters. That's having, hair, that's having daughters, kid. <laughs> yeah, my sons are hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone grey, but just... Yeah, I, I am slowly <laughs> drowning in grey hair. Yeah, like, yeah. I might go down just for men, Root. It's because these think. two are working me too hard. That's it, like an old badger. Okay, that's us done. Uh, we'll days. be back for some more um, further down the line. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, big shout out to Talon and everybody involved. Nice one. Thank you.